The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So Christ is in me. My glory now is not an external glory. It's an eternal glory. Hallelujah. It's an eternal glory. And when that glory is in me, no sickness can abide in my body. No weakness can abide in my body because the glory of God is, is what energizes me. It's what produces the strength. It's what produces the miracles. It's what produces the healings. atmosphere or in the right environment. For instance, if you take uh, let's say cocoa seed a cocoa seed and plant it in Crowley or plant it in the United Kingdom it will not germinate. Why? Because this is not the right atmosphere or right environment for cocoa seeds. The same also applies if you take, for instance, uh, an apple seed, right, and plant it uh, on, the, on the desert. It doesn't matter how great that seed is, the seed will not germinate. Why? Because a right seed has been taken and planted in a wrong environment or in a wrong atmosphere. And so if we want God to move in our midst, we have to learn to create the right environment or the right atmosphere so that God can operate in. That this is a month of glory and it's important for us to understand that when we talk about the glory of God, we are talking about the very presence of God himself. The glory of God represents the very presence of God himself. So that means whenever you read the scriptures and you see the Bible says that and the glory of God came down, in essence what the Bible is saying is that God himself came down. And every time God comes down, he doesn't come alone. Now, how many of you have seen a king uh, a king, a king going somewhere or traveling. Do you see how they go? They go with all their 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 uh, uh, entourage. They go with their power. They go go with their their uh, people who speak on their behalf. They go with people who are in front of them, drumming, singing, to announce the presence of the king. So when a king is going, he goes with everything. That's what happens when the glory of God comes down. The fullness of God comes down. And I decree that this month in this church, we'll see the fullness of the glory of God. 
I said we'll see the fullness of the glory of God. Why? Because in the glory of God, when the glory of God shows up, no sickness can survive. When the glory of God shows up, no depression can survive. And I see the glory of God not only coming down into this house, but tabernacling in this house. Oh, I said the glory of God is going to tabernacle in this house. The glory of God is going to abide in this church. God has not called us just for calling sake. He's called us for a purpose. And as we pursue after him, we will see nothing but his glory. And this is your month of glory. Solution, I said, this is your month of glory. I said, this is your month of glory. You will see nothing but the glory of God this month in the name of Jesus. In your marriage, you'll see the glory. In your family, you'll see the glory. In your business, you'll see the glory. In your workplace, you'll see the glory. In that situation where you are struggling, you'll see nothing but the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. You can take everything away from me. Just leave me with the glory. Just leave me with the glory. The glory of God will give me a million times what you took away. Because when God shows up, he shows up with his goodness. Every time you see the glory, you always experience the goodness of God. Why? Because within the glory of God, the goodness of God abides in it. I decree over you this month, God will show you his goodness. I said, God will show you his goodness. I said, God will show you his goodness. In the name of Jesus. When you are walking in the glory of God, you don't need the approval of men. Like David, God will pick you from the back and put you on a solid rock. I see somebody coming into the palace this month. Your long-awaited promotion is coming this month. That court case that you have been hanging on for months, this month, God will give you the victory. I said, God will give you the victory. I said, God will give you the victory. Because the glory of God will confuse your enemies. I said, the glory of God will confuse your enemies. In the name of Jesus. So it's important for us to create the right atmosphere for the glory. Because the glory of God is always looking for a place to abide. The glory of God is always looking for a group of people to tabernacle with them. I don't know about you. I need the glory. Somebody say with me, Lord, show me your glory. Oh, say it again. Say, Lord, show me your glory. Let it be like prayer. Say, Lord, show me your glory. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. 
Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. I read, the Bible says that, and he said, this is Moses, and he said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. You know, I believe I hear from God a little bit. Just a little bit. Not long ago, the Lord said to me that every time I read a scripture and I say you should say amen, every time I make a declaration and I say you should say amen and you say it and you say amen, God said whatever you say amen to, you'll have it. He said, some of them, you, you say the amen unconsciously, but before you realize, that miracle will land on your door. That breakthrough will land in your house. So please, I want us to be sensitive. We don't just do things in this church. I want us to be sensitive to the word. Every time you hear the word, respond, say amen. The moment you say amen, you have locked it in into your address. The moment you say amen, you have received it into your life. And whatsoever God says, you will have. You know, there are some times I see some miracles and breakthroughs in my personal life. And I wonder, I didn't pray for this one. And then the Holy Spirit reminds me, you said amen to this years ago. You said amen to this months ago. You said amen to this weeks ago. So whatever we say amen to, we receive. Say a good amen. Amen. So the Bible says that, and Moses said, Lord, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. How many of you want to see God's glory this month? Oh, I said, how many of you want to see God's glory this month? Are you ready to pay the price to create the right atmosphere to see the glory of God? Amen. You will see the glory of God. Amen. I say you will see the glory of God. In that health challenge, you will see the glory of God. In that family challenge, you will see the glory of God. On that issue that has been long overdue this month, if I be a man of God, you will see the glory of God. So Moses said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. Verse 19, the Bible says that, and he said, this is God speaking, I will make my goodness to pass before thee, and I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Amen. And he said, thou cannot see my face. For there shall no man see me and leave. Can you see how powerful the glory is? God said, if you see my glory you can't survive because no one can see my glory and leave. Verse 21, and, said, and the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. Somebody said, behold, there's a place. Behold, there's a place. 
This is what I'm talking to you about atmosphere, creating the right atmosphere. Because there is a place. There is a, the glory of God doesn't show up everywhere. You have to create the right atmosphere, the right environment for the glory of God to come down. Are you following what I'm saying? So God said to Moses, behold, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon the rock. Hallelujah. Say amen to that. Say a good amen to that. It says, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock and I'll cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Verse 23. And I'll take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts. But my face shall not be seen. Say amen. Amen. Well, in this case, I don't need to see God, your glory. I don't need to see your face. Just your back part alone is more than enough. I always say that, listen, it is better to be the tail of an elephant than to be the head of an ant. Because the tail of an elephant is bigger than the whole ant. So God is saying that what I'm about to reveal is too big. Because my glory is so, is so, it's undescribable that when you see my glory, you can't survive. Have you ever been in, in a secluded environment? For instance, you've been in your house the whole day. Curtains closed. You've been sleeping the whole day. And then you decide you wake up and you open the curtain. And the sun, the brightness of the sun shines through the window. What happened? Are you able to look at it? What happens? You cover your face. You cover your eyes because the brightness of the sun is too much. If you look at it, even though it's supposed to benefit you, it might end up destroying your eyes. That's what God is saying. What God is saying is that, yes, you want to see my glory, but when my glory shows up, the brightness of my glory is too much. Nobody can see my glory and ever leave. That's why God said, my glory will I not share with no man. And God said, there is a place. If you want to see this glory, there is a place. And you have to be at the right place. You have to create the right environment for the glory of God to show up. That's why we don't do flesh in this church. It's so important. Everything we do in the house of God is creating the right atmosphere for the glory. Everything we do in the house of God is creating what? The right environment for the glory to come. Why? Because the moment the glory comes, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
And what we must desire in this month and in the coming months is the glory. And once you have the glory, you have everything. (laughs) Oh God. Once you have the glory, you have everything. You see, after Moses had an encounter with God and he came down from that mountain and he went to see the children of Israel, the Bible says that they could not see his face. Remember that? They could not see his face. Why? Because even though Moses did not see the glory of God, the glory was radiating on him. After tonight's service, your enemies cannot handle you. I said after tonight's service, your enemies, they cannot handle you. Because the glory of God will come upon you today. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let me read it from the beginning so I can show you something. We have a better glory. A better glory than what Moses had. Say a good amen. Amen. We have a better glory more than what Moses had. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1. It says, do we begin to commend ourselves or need we some other epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our heart known and read of all men for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God not in the tables of stone but in fleshly tables of the heart and such that trust have through Christ to God word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Who also have made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death written and engraving in stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance which glory was to be done away. Are you listening to what he's saying? He's talking about the encounter and the experience Moses had with God. And he's talking about the different levels of the glory. So he's saying that, yes, even though Moses had an encounter with God on the mountain, the children of Israel could not see his face. He said they could not see Moses' face. Why? Because the glory that Moses had, even though it was a glory, 
it's a glory which was to be done away. So what the Bible in effect is saying is that the glory encounter that Moses had is a fading glory. But there's another glory coming. There is another glory coming. And we are in that season of that glory. Are you ready for this? I decree over you that you have an encounter with the glory of God. You see, in the glory of God, there is no struggle. When the glory of God comes upon you, you cease from struggling. And every struggle in your life is declared null and void from today. I said it's declared null and void from today. In the name of Jesus. So, say in verse 7, we read it again. It said, but if the ministration of death written and engraving in stones was glorious. Was glorious. So that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance. Which glory was to be done away? Verse 8 it says, how shall, not, how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious? So there are different levels of glory here. He's talking about the glory that Moses had an encounter with. That glory is to be passed away. It's to be done away with. It's talking about when Moses received the ten commandments of the table on the tablet, he said, it was engraving on stones, but there is a newness of administration that is coming that is going to be engraving not on stones, but on our hearts. Amen. So you say, how shall not the administration of the spirit be rather glorious? Amen. Say amen to that. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more do the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Somebody say exceeding glory. Say it's my season for exceeding glory. Say it again. It's my season for exceeding glory. From today, I will experience nothing but the exceeding glory of God. From today, my paths will shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day of the Lord. From today, my life will not go down and up. It will not be down and up. It will be forever up. It will be forever up. It will be forever going up. In the glory of God. In Jesus name. Give Jesus some praise. So we are operating in the exceeding glory. Verse 10 of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It says for even that which was made glorious had no glory. 
even that which was made glorious had no glory. He's talking about Moses' encounter. We saw it as a glorious encounter, but he says that even that which was made glorious had no glory in respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. So there are higher dimensions of glory. And we have come into that higher dimension of God's glory. Say a good amen. amen. Verse 11, it says, For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. So when Moses had an encounter with God, when he comes down to see the children of, of, of Israel, he covered his face. He covered his face because they could not see his face because of the glory. Moses' glory encounter that he had with God, the children of Israel could not behold his face. Every time he comes to speak to them, he has to cover his face because their glory encounter was so real. It was so real that when people saw him, they said, there is something that is different about you. From today, that will be your testimony. I said, from today, that will be your testimony. From today, that will be the testimony of this church. That our experience, our encounter is different. He said, not as Moses, which put on a veil over his face, but the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Verse 14. It says, but their minds were blinded, for until the day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. This is powerful. The veil is done away in Christ. That means for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we have a better veil. We have a better glory experience. Why? Because the Bible says that Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ is in me. My glory now is not an external glory. It's an eternal glory. Hallelujah. It's an eternal glory. And when that glory is in me, no sickness can abide in my body. No weakness can abide in my body because the glory of God is 
is what energizes me, is what produces the strength, is what produces the miracles, is what produces the healings. Verse 15, it says, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So that means you can be in an environment of glory and have a veil on your heart. Everybody is getting blessed and you're wondering, what's happening? Why am I not being blessed? Because there is a veil on your heart. And when there is a veil on your heart, the word cannot cut through. The word cannot get through. Because there is a veil where on your heart. Verse 16. He says, nevertheless. Somebody say, nevertheless. When you see nevertheless, that means something is about to change. Something is about to shift into your favor. God is about to lean towards your favor. God is about to lift you up to another higher dimension. It says, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So those of us in Christ Jesus, there is no veil. Because we have turned to Christ, when we look up to Jesus, Jesus does not tell us, if you look at my glory, you cannot leave. Because Jesus Christ is the glory of God. Jesus Christ is the glory of God. But that glory is not outside Jesus is inside my heart. Hallelujah. So nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, when you turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Say amen to that. Have you ever read the scripture? You've read one verse. You've read it for years. You've read and read and read. And then one day, something pops open and then you start shouting, I see it, I see it, I see it. What has happened? The veil is taken away. That's why the Bible says that on the cross when Jesus shouted with a loud voice, it is finished and his blood dropped on the ground. The Bible says that the curtain ripped into two from the top to the bottom. The veil ripped into two from the top to the bottom. You are not getting this. The veil was ripped into two from the top to the bottom. That means what God is about to do in your life, no man's hand will be attached to it. It will happen from heaven to earth. It will happen from the top to the bottom. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Verse 17. It says, now the Lord is that spirit. 
is he talking about? Jesus is that spirit. Jesus is that glory. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Shout amen. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is what? That's why we are liberated in Christ. We are free in Christ. Because when you come into an atmosphere of the glory, you are liberated. From your past, you are liberated. From darkness, you are liberated. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ has the power to liberate you from every past. Let's read it together. It says, ready, go. But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, change into the same image from glory to glory, even at the spirit of the Lord. Are you getting this? Now, Moses was the only one who had a glory encounter in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, one person is not permitted to have just a glory encounter. It says, but we all, but we all, but we all, with an open face, with an open face, but we all with an open face, but we all with an open face, beholding, beholding, beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. What is that same image? The same image like Christ. The same image like the glory. It says, but we all with an open face beholding the glass of the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. From glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Somebody say, from today, I am moving from glory to glory. Say like you mean it, say, from today, I am moving from glory to glory. How does that experience happen? We all with an open face, not with a veiled face, with an open face. With an open face. Every time you look into the word, <laughs> you are transformed into the same 
the same. The same image. The same image. That's why the devil don't want you to see the image. He doesn't want you to see Jesus Christ. Jesus is that image. The moment we see Christ, the moment we see the same image, we become like him. I call it mirror the image. A mirror will always tell you exactly the image that is put in front of it. That's what the Bible says in the book of James. It says the word of God is a glass. It's like a mirror. Every time you open the word and you are looking, everything you see, you are seeing Jesus. Every time you read the word, you read the scriptures, you are reading Jesus. You are looking into the mirror of Jesus. Yes, you are weak in one area. You take the word. You keep reading. Maybe it might be in the area of fear. You take the mirror. You start looking into the mirror. The mirror keeps telling you. You are the righteousness of God. The mirror tells you. God has not given you the spirit of fear. But he's giving you the spirit of boldness. He's giving you the spirit of sound mind. He's giving you the spirit of love. What are you doing? The more you behold yourself in the mirror, you become the image. Every time you are weak, go to the word. The devil tell you, oh, you are not beautiful. Go stand in the mirror. Just look in the mirror and, 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 and it doesn't matter what somebody is saying. Just look in the mirror. The mirror will tell you the truth. The mirror will give you a perfect description of who you are in Christ Jesus. Your destiny is not in the hands of any prophet. Your destiny is where? It's in the mirror. Keep looking in the mirror. Have you noticed? Have you, have you wondered why women take so long in the mirror? The longer you take in the mirror, the more beautiful you become. Is that true? It's not true. The more you stay there, so far as I'm concerned, my analogy is that the longer you stay in the mirror and keep looking, if your eyeshadow is gone up there, you correct it. The mirror will tell you your eyeshadow is gone, is gone up there, and you correct it, and you correct it, and you take the pencil and you line it well, and line it well, and you look, you do that. If you don't like it, you say, you rub it off. You rub it and then you take the pencil again. You sharpen the pencil well, well, and line it and line it and line it. You take one hour, you line it, you line it, you look and say, uh-huh, Yeah, this is me. And then you take another one hour, you line this one, you line this one, you line this one. When you finish, you take your, your, your makeups. 
you put it, put it, put it, put it, put it everywhere. Put it, make sure they are all even in terms of here it's not too much, there is not too little. But what are you doing? You are looking in the mirror and the mirror is telling you how you look. By the time you leave the mirror, you know, you you know, you don't need anybody to tell you how you look because you have already seen yourself in the mirror. In the mirror of the world. So as you are walking, you, you say to yourself, I know who I am. I know. Somebody will say, oh, oh you, you had nine in your exams, but it doesn't matter. That's their mirror. Your mirror is, I know who I am. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. Hallelujah! The mirror can only move you from where? From glory to glory. But how does it happen? But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image. Same image! Same image! Not a different image. So that means when you see Christ in the word, when you see Christ in the mirror, you become just like him. Same image. What he have, you have. What he can do, you can do. Same image. Same image. And not only that, that image doesn't remain there. That image moves from where? From glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. Creating the right atmosphere for the glory. You can't see the glory of God if you don't create the right atmosphere. Finally, as we close, Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. It's so important that if we are going to create the right atmosphere for the glory of God to come in, there is one non-negotiable virtue that is needed. I call it the power of unity. Because the glory of God doesn't show up in an atmosphere of disunity. If we're going to experience the glory of God, there has to be what? Unity. And what's the devil's number one strategy? To bring division in the church. To bring division in the departments. To bring division in marriages. Because he knows that Jesus said, I and the Father are one. If you are going to do exploits in the kingdom, you have to understand this fundamental virtue. So 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says that, and it came to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were what? 
Were what? Were what? Were what? Now notice, previously they were mentioned differently. The trumpeters and the singers. Different departments. But for the glory of God to come down, they have to be as one. It says as one. To make one sound to be heard. Not different sound. They are different. Different departments. Trumpeters, singers, keyboardists, drummers. Everyone. Cameramen, projection team, ushers, prayer team, communion team, evangelism team, prayer team. They were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. In praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, Saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even as the house of the Lord. Right atmosphere. Most of the time when you see the word cloud, it means the glory of God. It says, and when all these things were in place... When the right atmosphere was created, the Bible says that then the house was filled. It was filled. It was filled with the glory. It was filled with the glory. The glory of God would never be in an atmosphere of disunity. It will never be in an atmosphere of strife. An atmosphere of fighting. The glory of God will never be seen there. If you see see miracles, healings, and breakthroughs happening in an atmosphere of strife, disunity, and so on and so forth, that's not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of witchcraft. The moment the singers, the trumpeters, the musicians, the cymbals, the instruments, the music, everything was one. God said, ah, now it's time for me to show up. And look at the effects when the glory of God comes down. Verse 14. It says, so that the priest could not stand to minister by the reason of the cloud, by the reason of the glory. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Say amen to that. Do we have an amplified version? Let's read verse 13 and verse 14 in the amplified. Are you getting something? Are you getting something out of this? Any other version that will amplify it? Message, Bible. Do we have a message? I always read from the King James. 
So we need to get other versions. What other version do we have? New King James. Okay, New King James, it says, let's read it, ready, go. It says, so, verse, let's go to verse 30. Verse 30. It says, indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for his good and his message endureth forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Verse 14, so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Amen. Don't we have any other version? What other version do we have? NIV? NIV, put it up there. Let's read it. Let's read it. Hallelujah. Yeah, NIV, yeah. It, verse 13, let's go back to verse 13. It says the trumpeters and the singers join in unison. In unison, you will not see a difference. Unison, as with one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good, His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Verse 14. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the temple of God. From today, the glory of God will fill this house. It's time to create the right environment, the right atmosphere. You are in any department you want to see the glory. The glory of God doesn't just come down. Doesn't just come down. And after today, we'll be seeing heavy glory. Yeah. Heavy glory. Yeah. In this church, heavy glory. Yeah. You see, it's the glory that draws the multitudes. It's the glory that draws the multitudes. It's the glory that does the miracles. It's the glory that does the healings. And as we create the right environment, we will see the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Shall we give Jesus a better praise? Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. I want you to pray one prayer. That prayer is, Lord, show me your glory. Just one prayer. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Ask God to show you his glory. His glory in everything you do. Lord, show me your glory. Show us your glory, Father. Show me your glory. 
my ministry, show me your glory. In my life, show me your glory. In my marriage, show me your glory. In the life of our children, show us your glory. In the life of this church, your men and women, show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory, Father. Pray, pray, ask God to show us his glory. Father, show us your glory. So, 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 Solution Temple International, your glory. Let your glory be present every time we gather in all our services. Oh, yes, Father. Show us your glory. Oh, Father, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory, Lord. Forgive us of our sins and show us your glory. Show us your glory. In the name of Jesus. Everywhere we are, Lord, show us your glory. Jesus Christ, the full of grace and truth, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Manifest your glory among us. In our lives, manifest your glory. In all we do, manifest your glory. Let your glory be seen in our lives, Father. In this church, show us your glory. Take away flesh. Take away strife. Take away contention. Show us nothing but your glory. Any person that walks into Solution Chapel International, Globally, wherever we are gathered, let them see nothing but your glory. Let them see an evidence of your glory, your Shekinah glory. Father, we thank you. Your word says, Awake, awake, oh my glory. Let our glory awake. Let our glory awake. Let the Kahil glory awake within us.
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbiji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.